This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie and I'm Tommy and you're listening to series two, episode five. L is for legwork. All right, let's get right into it uh, with basic announcements. Um, Our Patreon is live. Yep. And uh, you can find us by going to patreon.com and searching for Essential NPCs. Um, We still have all of our social media, and we've had a blast talking to you guys on it. So uh, keep that coming. We also have our email, which uh, is fanmail at essentialnpcs.com. Send us uh, questions, comments, concerns, or things you think about that you want to hear from the players during our post-game chatter at the end of the season. And I guess that's it for announcements. Quick little announcement window there. Yep. Uh, and so we will jump right into Words with the GM. Hello. Hi. Uh, yeah, uh, this is Words with the GM about series two, episode four. If not us, then who? Yes. Um, we wanted to get right into Words with the GM for this episode because it was such a great episode full of so many great things to talk about. There is certainly a lot to talk about. <laughs> uh, so let's get right into it. Um, this was definitely uh, my favorite episode so far. <laughs> uh, mine as well. Uh, it had a lot of things that um, just from beginning to end uh, kept me listening uh, even as... I experienced it. I was still like re-experiencing it with the edit and it was amazing. Yeah, it is. It's an extremely entertaining episode. Uh, let's give mad props to uh, Ryan Covert. I think he knocked it out of the park this episode. Uh, definitely MVP. <laughs> um, from his interactions with the residents in Redmond um, to uh, earlier when he was uh, joking around with Mouse and sneaking around behind her. Uh, um, Mouse is really good at urban sneaking. That's all I have to <laughs> yeah, say. She's great at urban sneaking. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, and then finally at the very end there, that speech that like just came out of nowhere it was great. Um, well done, Ryan. Um, Boomer's a great character. There's definitely a marked difference between Bankard, whom I love, and Boomer, who is. Um, very, uh, I wouldn't say more aggressive, but definitely a um, stronger f- personality in the party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely more vocal. Um, and he makes some pretty good decisions for us uh, this time around. He he keeps us from probably dying. It's, it's true. Uh, this this let's start with let's start with the happy. Uh, this this episode has some of the the highest points and the lowest points for the team. <laughs> um, for instance, Boomer getting hit in the face with a slimy oh shoe. Oh my gosh! When we were recording that, <laughs> we literally had to pause recording because we were all laughing and crying so hard. It was oh, oh I just know I have a disease. <laughs> oh god! Uh, yeah, I, I need in the med bag. Let me let me in. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, Shortly after that, um, when 
uh, everyone's ready to charge into the sewers, uh, into... Mouse actually tries to charge into yeah, the sewers. Uh, into an uncertain situation uh, full of um, pretty much a lot of red flags that could mean it is uh, a lethal situation. Uh, Boomer is the only one who uh, ha- takes a moment to stop and think about the ramifications of going in uh, half-cocked. But that also makes sense because Boomer is, in fact, the most experienced of the entire party. It's true. Uh, while he hasn't been an actual shadow runner for a while, uh, he has done shadow runny type things for most of his life, whereas everyone else is relatively new to the game. True. Um, we found our first essential NPC. Yeah, if we want to talk about that, uh, <laughs> this is this is the first time uh, an NPC from Series 1 uh, has been reskinned and put into uh, a different setting. Um, that was actually done on the fly. I didn't uh, actually plan for this child to be Robert. Um, I just I had the idea that uh, you guys were going to charge in there, and so I was like, "Oh, they're going to run in there, and they're going to find this kid, and you know what? His arm's going to be all chewed up by the ghoul, and I'll call him Robert, and it will be my first uh, essential NPC that I slip in." Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I named him Robert because that was my plan. And then you guys didn't go in. And I was like, oh, no, I just killed Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope that not all of the essential NPCs end up dying. Or maybe we'll have a barley tar who ends up living. So, uh, but that's that's the beauty of the essential NPC is that they're recurring, not that they're the same character. Right. right. Um, so there's a lot more that goes on. Um but I think that a lot of it's going to fall under our favorite moments. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what was your favorite moment for this episode? It was the, the, the group there at the end. Uh, you got to see all the different personalities. Um, basically, you had Mouse, who was ready to do the right thing. You know, what she saw is the right thing, not the smart thing. But she is like, that person should be saved. We might be able to save them. We have to try. And then you had Boomer, uh, kind of, in a way, the hardened veteran uh, who's willing to talk about the hard truths, which is if we go down there, there is a very good chance that we won't come out. And if we die trying to save this one person then no one else is going to come. No one else is stupid enough to accept this job and come and try and save these people who throw slimy shoes. (laughs) People in the streets, (laughs) like, right? Like, so he was like this hardened veteran who was like, sometimes you have to like let someone die so that you can live to fight on for the cause. Like, you know, and then you have, uh, Kashmir, who's mostly quiet during that moment. And, and I was looking over at Roman and I, and I could see that like, Kashmir's, this is the first time Kashmir's ever been really confronted with something this truly awful. And so Kashmir was just like frozen, trying to think of some way he could do something, but also like more than willing to get out of there and save his skin because he was terrified. I mean, everyone was pretty terrified because there's creepy crawlies under the sewers. (laughs) Um, And and then uh, you have Bumbles, who uh, was willing to help and then understood immediately where Boomer was coming from and then made the decision to kill Robert and have it be done. Uh, To tie it all together, I guess what I would say is uh, I put this choice in front of you guys 
And my favorite part was seeing how each character dealt with this choice. And I felt like it really like illuminated how interesting and, and real these, these characters you guys are playing are. And, uh, it was really satisfying to see, um, especially because I was completely surprised. <laughs> that is rule number one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you? What was your favorite part? Well, um, there are three. Ooh. I can't pick. So personally, I had a lot of fun um, urban sneaking. <laughs> um, you know, meeting the new Johnson is always really fun. Mm-hmm. And then kind of having those silly moments, especially because it was like, it got very like sad and serious at the end. It got very sad. Yeah. It got rather sad very quickly. Um, and very serious at the end of the previous episode. Um, and so to have some fun at the beginning of the episode and then, um, surprisingly have more fun in the middle of the worst part of Redmond. Um, with, <laughs> Kooky old lady. Yeah, was it was great. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I really do. Uh, I really am entertained by your NPCs that make it feel real. Um, and then as a, a game runner and a, a very strong advocate of uh, actually role playing, I was watching Dan as he decided that Bumbles was going to kill Robert. Yeah. Um, And it was something that uh, was true to the character, not something that was ideal. Had anybody noticed, people would have freaked out. Um, It was a very strong character choice. Yeah. Um, And one that I am completely glad... And brokenhearted that he made. <laughs> but making those choices are integral to the reality of the role play. Right. It's, I mean, it's the real reason to play a role playing game is to like right. have these experiences and these moments and then also roll some dice. It has been completely satisfying. Um, you know, I don't get to play a lot. And so the fact that this cast has made it really. I'm super invested. Uh, I think that, and it's only episode four. Right. Um, that, um, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm really glad with how this series is shaping up and, uh, I'm looking forward to future episodes. Oh man. I don't know if I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> so with our favorite moments exposed, <laughs> uh, let's, get on into the character intros and then to the episode series two episode five l is for legwork enjoy hi i'm mouse i'd tell you all about me except i don't remember it the first thing i can remember is waking up in doc's clinic a year and a half ago doc's a big scary looking troll But he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softie. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad. If I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra. And that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from 
wherever she was, and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules. And apparently, that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why cashmere? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi chummers, they call me Puma. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah, 
Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend in Fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off me back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left our team, it was on a bit of a somber note. Uh, <laughs> after completing their first job, um, collecting a runaway child uh, for a rich corporate Johnson, they were approached by someone who uh, they heard w used to go by the street name Pretty Boy or Pretty Bee. He uh, said that he was working for someone who liked the way that this team worked together and sent them on a job to go investigate a rise in ghoul attacks in a very, very bad part of Redmond, uh, stating that no one really cares because it is a really bad part of Redmond and these people are dying and uh, he wanted the team to go look into it and put a stop to it if possible. They went to Redmond, um, interacted with some of the locals. It was a little, it was a little uh, interesting. Boomer may or may not have uh, some disease not related to uh, ghouls <laughs> from being hit in the face with a very slimy shoe. Um, and uh, then uh, while on stakeout in the middle of the night, uh, they heard a child taken into the sewers by one of the ghouls. A bit of uh, indecision led them to uh, delay long enough to lose the child, and after a very long, heartfelt speech about practicality, Boomer convinced the team that it was in their best interest to prepare before going into the sewers, uh, lest they go down and die, and then no one is left to defend these people. Grace um, being the Saint Cuthbert. <laughs> <laughs> At this moment, uh, Bumbles, uh, unbeknownst to the rest of the crew, um, decided to put the dying child out of his misery um, with his drones down in the sewer. Uh, he did that uh, after severing his DNI so no one uh, knew what he was doing. And... Um, they all piled into the car after that. Um, only one of them sure whether or not the kid is still alive. Uh, and uh, they set off to prepare and also to research some other form that they saw through Bumble's camera uh, in the sewer that seemed different from a normal ghoul. So you all are in the car driving uh, off. The sun is starting to rise. It's around like 5.30, 5.45 in the morning now. Um... All of you who aren't mouse <laughs> are feeling pretty tired at this point. You've stayed up this whole night. Uh, you've, you've been up for almost 24 hours. Uh, you basically have like four or five more hours before the sleep deprivation really starts kicking in. Mouse did uh, get a good like eight hours of sleep before the ghoul attack happened. All right, mates. So we go hit the hay, meet up sometime this afternoon. All right. Um... 
I would like to climb into the rigger cocoon mm-hmm. and just sort of strap in and close it up. Yeah. And start ferrying people to their homes. Sure. I I have, have a um, a quick question about what our plan should be here, because it seems to me a question of when we try to go down into the sewers, because if we go down during the day, I mean, it would be nice to not have sort of any interference, interference above ground, but if we go down during the night, maybe there will be less down there for us to deal with. So well, I say let's do some research. Because I don't know how active they are during the day. Oh, yes. They must sleep at some point, right? Boomer shrugs. Mouse, you know... Brag if I know. <laughs> uh, ...that they are indeed uh, on a normal like human, metahuman sleep cycle, uh, though nocturnal. Um, so if you were to catch them in a resting state, it would more likely be during the daytime. They sleep. Well, there you go. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, based on where we are now, whose home will I hit first in terms of the most efficient route to ferry folks? Well, home? you've been to Doc's uh, clinic, and that's definitely the closest uh, location right now. It's where Mouse stays sometimes. Uh, and you look over at Mouse and you see she is hunched over, eyes kind of fogged over. Um, she seems quite distraught with the situation. All right. Um I will sort of plot the most efficient route, you mm-hmm. know, hitting whoever's home is in whatever order. Um, Spot will take people home and then return if my home is earlier in that route. But I will be going to my apartment as soon as possible. Yeah, um, it kind of works out in the way you could you could have Spot drop you off before dropping Boomer off, basically. But Cashmere lives pretty close to you. I guess. Are you taking Mouse to Doc's clinic or are you taking Mouse to her place? He doesn't know where Mouse yeah. lives. I suppose then, yeah, I would just sort of drop you off at the okay. clinic. So he pulls up uh, in front of Doc's clinic after about uh, 25, 30 minute drive. Very quiet and awkward 25 minute drive. Okay, bye. Bye, Mouse. And get out of the van and close it. Oh, I hope she's okay. So, Mouse, do you walk up to Doc's place? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the key? And you get in, uh, Doc is already awake. He's in the clinic. He's not in the home. Uh, he's beginning his, uh, his daily check of all the equipment and everything, uh, taking all the stuff that you organized in weird ways and putting it back the way he likes it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, do, you, do you go into the clinic to say hi to him or do you just go straight to your room? Because uh, it's kind of like a separate back building for the house. I would walk through because that's the quickest way to get there. But like I wouldn't. Like, be like, hi, Doc. Da, 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 da. So, okay, so you, you walk by him? Yeah. Okay, so he stops. <laughs> right. And he sees you, and he notices the look on your face. Mouse? Hmm? Is everything okay? Um, I'm, I walk straight through. Okay, he lets you go. Okay. So, yeah, you guys keep driving. Uh, next stop would be Cashmere's place. So you pull up there, southern tip of Bellevue. Let him out, uh, and then you wanted Spot to drop you off first. Um, I will. I'll, I'll drive Boomer home. Okay. So you drive, you, you skirt the southern tip of Bellevue, and then keep going uh, west. Um, on the way there, I'll sort of pop out of the rigor cocoon. Um, Boomer, why, why don't you come up in the front seat for a minute? I uh, try to fit 
through and make <laughs> make it's, my way. As far as cars go, this one's almost sized right for you. <laughs> I mean, it's still awkward crawling to the front seat. <laughs> yeah, what's up? I uh, I don't think Kashmir would really understand, and I I don't. I think Mouse probably would, but wouldn't like it. Um, you strike me as someone who gets it, though. I uh, I shot him. The kid down there. He's dead. Boomer looks at his feet. There's not much else he could have done. I mean, it would have been even more fucked up to let the damn things eat him. That's what I thought. And, you know, that, that speech you gave about the right thing and, and we can't do it. You know, I've never really concerned myself with, with right or wrong too much. Um, I've frequently been paid to do things that I would have done for free, you know, with explosives and... Fire. Right, right, yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. Um, I would not have done this for free. Well, it means anything. I would have. I think you did the right thing. Thank you. Thank you, Boomer. And Boomer you guys uh, pull up to Boomer's uh, apartment building? It's been a rough night. Yes, it has. Um, Want to come in for a beer before you go? Uh, no, no, thank you, though. Um, Don't. Don't tell them, if you don't mind. Boomer uh, makes the zipper motion across his lips. Thank you. All right. See you in tomorrow. We got a lot of work to do. Think you and me should go shopping. Get some uh, fancy lights for your drones. I would like that. I think that's a good idea. All right. Boomer heads upstairs. All right. And, uh, he... Grabs a beer out of the fridge and opens it with one of his canines. <laughs> Sits back. Oh, frag. And Bumbles, you drive home to your nice uh, apartment building? I do. On the way, uh, I send a message to our employer. Uh, I sort of update him on what we saw. I tell him, um, you have a much larger problem than you thought. Uh, and I sort of send him all the data minus me uh, mercy killing Robert. Okay. Um, just sort of give him an update on the situation with the interference producing ghouls, which seems odd. There's no response. I, I didn't expect one. I'll give Jerry a call. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's a, it's like it's like six thirty seven in the morning. He's getting ready for work now. Um, <laughs> All right, phone uh, rings a couple times, uh, and then, hey, yeah, uh, Bumbles, this is early for you. Right, Jerry, listen, there's there's something serious going on, and I do need your help. No, okay, w- what is it? Um, uh, what what neighborhood does Jerry live in? Uh, J- Jerry lives on uh, Mitsuhama proper in. Uh, it's not a neighborhood; it is extraterritorial. <laughs> All right, listen, Jerry. I've been hired to do a job investigating subterranean feral ghouls, and we have discovered beneath your home, not directly beneath, mind you, but very near, underground, there is a large colony of feral ghouls. (laughs) Uh, Roll con for me. Uh, That is four. Feral ghouls? Like, right under? We're, like, under Mitsuhama? 
pretty far deep, but we have evidence that says they will be rising to the surface soon. Now, listen, Jerry, we have been hired to take care of these ghouls, and we will, but I need your help. Oh, God, I feel like I should probably tell someone about this. Listen, we have reason to believe that they have rather advanced technology for feral ghouls. Uh, if you notify your superiors, they may find out and move up their timeline. Oh, God, is this a secure line? I'm not even sure we should be talking about this. Don't worry. <laughs> I've made sure they can't trace us. <laughs> He's eating out of the palm of your hand. Well, well I, I guess it's a good thing you're on the job then. I mean, I've seen what you can do. Right, Jerry, I need more drones. <laughs> <laughs> We all knew this. That's where this conversation was. <laughs> Let's not act like we didn't. Oh, um, well, how quickly do you need them? As soon as possible, Jerry. Oh, man. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> Time is of the essence, Jerry. Time is of the essence. Um, I'm just not, I'm not sure. Uh, I can, I, they might get back to me. Uh, usually I need some, some weeks to prepare to make, uh, make something disappear off the shipment. Listen. If you could have something disappear temporarily, no one would have to know it was really gone. So you want to rent a drone? Sort of rent implies payment. I was thinking more borrow. Borrow. That's, that's a better <laughs> word. <laughs> uh, I need your roll negotiation for me. <laughs> um, I'm going to pre-edge this. All right. <laughs> Let's see if I have bad luck. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh! <laughs> so, uh, I believe rules is written the exact opposite. The exact happens. opposite of what you want happens. How much? Uh, you have one edge, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, so remove that from your negotiation pool. Okay. Okay. Now roll those dice. <laughs> Rather good for successes. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm counting the hits as ones. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so that's a glitch. Sure. That's a critical glitch, actually. Yeah, that's rather bad. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Worth it. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do for you, Bumbles. I'll, I'll, I'll call you back in a little bit. All right, Jerry. Just remember, your lives and the lives of everyone around you depend on it. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll call you back. Okay. <laughs> and he hangs up. Um, I would like to send another message before I get home, or even like while I'm sure. on my way up. Uh, I'll send a message to Magnitude. All right. And I'll send him the same thing I sent Pretty B. Just tell him what's going on underneath his territory. Uh, well, it's not necessarily their well, territory, but yeah, it's it's Redmond. They yeah. like it. They like, yeah. <laughs> um, there's no response to that either. Sure. Um, but you get home, you go to sleep. I, uh, I get in bed and I just sort of, in the AR, tinker until I fall yeah. asleep. This the uh, the like feeling of like weight on your shoulders for what has happened tonight. Uh, as soon as you enter, like cross the threshold into your apartment, it already starts to lift a little bit. Uh, as your symbiosis with your uh, home starts to wash over you, and you bathe in the good emotions that kind of come up from the the floors below you, because uh, you picked this apartment building very specifically because it had a lot of happy people in it, and so you kind of like feel that and it like it's like a, a breath of fresh air and you know you kind of get in bed and the more you tinker uh you know with your designs uh the more relaxed you feel and uh all that that guilt that you felt 
starts to it doesn't go away necessarily, but like gets easier. It gets bad. easier, yeah. It's more palatable. I imagine your apartment is sort of like an emotional hot tub. You sort of ease into it and just sort of like relax. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right, anyone else doing anything tonight or? This more, like during the day today? Oh yeah, you're awake. You're yeah. not sleeping. Not <laughs> I mean, you could sleep if you wanted. I might take I, a I'm nap asleep. later. Okay. Uh, so what are you doing? Anything um, else, or we fast forward into everyone waking up? No, no, no. I, I have work to do. Okay. What yeah. are you doing? Um, I need all. I need to read all the information on his pan. Okay. Uh, yeah, you did do a data dump of Robert's uh, comlink before. I, I need it. I need to. Yeah, because. before uh, the connection was severed. Yeah. Uh, so you kind kind of. I get in bed yeah. and I put the comforter over my head as I'm sitting up and I'm yeah. Just moving things around in AR. Uh, you just start reading. You just yeah. Uh, you just spend the next couple hours just learning everything there is to know about this Robert. Um, oh God! Uh, his name is Robert Turner, and uh, he was 11 years old. There's not much on his pan uh, or on his comlink. Um, he doesn't really have that many friends. It seems like uh, most of his messages are. It's almost like people get his com and then like would would just like text him every once in a while, and sometimes it wasn't nice things. Um. Going through it all, you're able to kind of piece together almost like a, a, a schoolyard-like rivalry between him and a couple other kids. Mm. Um, and they were saying bad things about him and stuff like that. Uh, it didn't really seem to amount to much, mostly just like kids being mean kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're able to gain from it is that he probably didn't have that many friends in the neighborhood. Um, you... Find a digital diary that he kept on his comlink. He didn't write in it too often, but he did write in it mm-hmm. from time to time. And basically the gist that you get from his life is that his mother's a drug addict. He doesn't know where his dad is. He is just the byproduct of the shittiest neighborhood of Redmond, basically. Uh he was an angry, angsty kid, didn't know why things were the way they were. Uh, he didn't like any of the, the kids in the neighborhood because they were mean to him. Uh, yeah. Is there anything specific you're looking for? Because, I mean, there's more, but it's, you know, these are the, the general themes you get from no, it. No, she, um, I, I uh, just read all of it because all I can hear over and over and over again is him like asking for help and not going to help him. Um, and then after I take a nap <laughs> from crying and then wake back up, I'm angry and I want to find out what the heck, excuse my language, <laughs> that thing was that was going to eat him. Because it wasn't the same thing. So I'm going to start trying to find, like, like shape match. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, do a, um, a matrix search for me. Uh, do it with a plus one because you do have the, the footage from Bumble's gun cams. But it's not, like, the freshest of footage. It's very staticky and shitty. Yeah. But, yeah, you get some help. 
Kreflin, uh, the badger gives me a hug. Kreflin the badger oh. materializes an AR, gives you a little bit of a hug, swirls around you, licks your uh, licks your nose. You don't feel it, but or no, you do because you're sim sensed. Yeah, you feel it. Yeah, yeah and then he uh, zips off into the matrix uh, to go help you sniff out what's going on. Five. Uh, okay, so re-roll your microbiology. Five. Five. Okay, so. After spending a decent portion of the beginning of the day, uh, you're starting to feel pretty hungry, actually. Um, uh, it's just like a dull uh, pit in your stomach. Um, but you keep working. Um, every once in a while, Doc does come and knock on your door. Uh-huh. Do you respond or? No. Okay. He knocks, and then you hear him sigh and walk away. And then like a few hours later, he comes back and knocks. And he says, there's food at the other side of the door. And then walks away. And you keep searching. And don't even go for the food. And uh, basically what you're able to piece together, uh, it starts with you doing broad searches like different strains of HMHVV. You do that. You start narrowing in. Then you start to piece things together with uh, basically you've read some of uh, Doc's notes on HMHVV. And so you start comparing what you've seen what you're finding online and what you know from having lived with Doc and you know him treating people who have come down with different strains of HMHVV. And, and when you're watching this footage, you realize the first thing you realize is that this thing is fast. It was like a good 30 feet away from Bumble's drones. And as soon as it noticed them, it was like in a blink of an eye, it was directly in front of them. And that's when Bumble's like fired the shots and it like pulled back and then like disappeared. And you, you know, at first glance, you might think it's because the, uh, the images were all like choppy and staticky, but you realize it's because that thing is super fast. And so you start comparing that with the size of it and what you know, and the fact that it was fighting other ghouls, you know, you 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 like you get Sasquatch out. You're like, eh, it's not bulky enough for a Sasquatch. And you start thinking about what else it might be, um, and you come to the conclusion that if this thing is something that uh, is infected and was fighting that ghoul over uh, a meal, basically, um, it is likely that it is what's called a harvester. A harvester. Uh, a harvester is uh, an elf who's infected with HMHVV strain 2. Um, they grow a little bit in size. Uh, their, their limbs get a little more lanky. Uh, they basically get like large knives for fingers. Uh, they get giant, jagged, long teeth. Like their, their mouth like rips open into a giant maw of teeth. Uh, all of their bones kind of like stretch out and like kind of poke out a little bit. So their whole body is like jagged. Uh, and, uh, their muscle tissue raises up in strength to that of like an orc. And, and because of that, with the already natural agility of elves, uh, they are extremely fast and extremely deadly and, uh, very, very violent hunters. So basically you mix Slender Man with the rake and you get this? No, it is the, what the, um... Asari turn into in Mass Effect. That's what that is. Kind of. Without the psionic abilities. <laughs> Without the psionic abilities. Oh, thank God. But they might have psionic abilities, too. If it's retained its sentience at all, it might be able to manipulate magic. Uh, anything with HMHVV has a potential oh to God. be magical. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So with that, I um, gather it all the stuff, write a little report. <laughs> and send it 
to everyone. And then... <laughs> and that's the last time you ever hear from Kashmir. <laughs> <laughs> and then I... Um, what time is it? It's about 11.30 in the morning. Okay. Um, so it's taken you a few hours to get this far. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. Okay. With a nap and everything? Yeah. Yeah. You're browsing. <laughs> um, okay. So um, with that, I'm going to open the door. Mm-hmm. And look at what food Doc brought me. <laughs> uh, he brought you a grilled cheese and tomato soup. Aww. I love grilled cheese and tomato soup. Uh, it's a little cold now because I, it's been sitting there for about two hours. I, I eat the grilled cheese. <laughs> well, I grab half of the grilled cheese, which is in a triangle because that's the way I like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> and I take it into the clinic and I sit on one of the morgue slats that I've pulled out. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you, you go into the clinic. Uh, Which is a normal thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do- Doc is uh, is in one of the like little sub offices. You can see him through the window. He's talking to a patient um, and uh, kind of like doing a checkup. He like glances over and sees you. You see him kind of like uh, mark you and like kind of like try and size you up and read you. Um, and then uh, goes back to talking to the patient. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you eat your grilled cheese. And I turn on talk shows. <laughs> uh, all right. So you all wake up to a data packet. Well, I wake up to my beer being spilled on my lap. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 frag. Oh. Yeah, sure. That's, that's the beer in your lap. That's what that is. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you guys have a data packet. It is uh, everything Mouse is able to piece together about harvesters. Uh, and I'm assuming ghouls and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that is. So that's a no on getting spot down there, right? Did we decide on that one? I have well, some interesting ideas. I don't think any of them will be fast. So I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty determined reading about this damn thing. D- determined? I got a very... <laughs> different feeling from reading about it uh in addition to what i've already said about harvesters uh she's able to uh share with you that uh they share um the uh allergy to sunlight that uh ghouls do um but in addition to that uh they have an allergy to silver as well um yeah and then everything else the super fast uh dangerous hunters uh they do have thermographic vision as well as low light vision um Boomer, I have a quick question. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have, uh, I don't know if this is a real thing, silver bullets? Not yet. <laughs> Are they a real thing? They're about to frag and be. Oh, thank God. Maybe some silver armor or a, a silver sword, anything really... I Mate, do- just bring all your forks and spoons and shit. We'll make it work. <laughs> uh, Okay. What if we had like a giant air cannon and we just you following me? <laughs> no, no. You're thinking we melt down it. the silver, aerosolize no, just... it, and just pump it into the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we do that? Mate, that is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. I mean, I'm pretty handy. We don't have to go down there. Problem solved. The sewers are gonna be pretty. You, you it, do remember that ghouls are not affected by silver. <laughs> they will be shiny. <laughs> Easy to spot, yeah. 
So we should probably focus on some oh, more realistic, uh, I realistic a, answers. I do have a quick question about ghouls. Do they um, see traditionally? Oh, sorry, guys. Hi. I forgot to call into the conference call. <laughs> <laughs> um, do they see traditionally or do they have sort of motion sense? Basically, their natural eyes tend to rot away, um, but they are dual natured. So uh. they can see in the astral, even with their eyes being actually blind. So effectively, they can see. Okay. Um but it does it I'm does make just... it so like it's harder for them to like recognize what technology is stuff like that everything is in shades of gray sure. and black to them except for living things um so i will just you know briefly draw plans for a machine to aerosolize silver <laughs> i don't know if much will come of it but i think it sounds fun <laughs> do you do you want this to become a mechanical thing in the game because i'll have to make you roll for it <laughs> yes First roll industrial mechanics for me. Sure. Uh, that is four. Four? Okay. So you, you're you having a lot of trouble with the uh, with the mechanic, the, the part of the machine that turns solid silver into an aerosol spray. That's, that's the real crutch of the plan here. For some reason, it keeps exploding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but that's kind of nice. I think I might have... Some kind of solution. <laughs> it is less long range than we had hoped. <laughs> you effectively just made like a, a pressure cooker bomb just stuffed with with silver. Oh, that'll work. <laughs> sure. You got any? Uh, you got any chunks left? So, are we meeting? Are we going? Is that what we're doing right now? I mean, we can. I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. Have I heard back from? Any of the people I contacted. Yeah, at this point, it's about it's a little past noon, uh, closing in on one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you haven't heard back from Jerry. Oh, uh, good. <laughs> but uh, magnitude, um, what he sends you is he can't get his guys there because they have to cross Crimson Crush turf to get there. Uh, it's not really their turf. If they look like they're trying to take over that turf, then Crimson Crush will fight for it, and that just adds a whole other. Uh, litany of problems to your uh, sure. situation, um, but he does offer uh, like to sell you product at a discount to try and help you out with this. Good, thank you. Uh, nothing from Pretty B. Uh, no, nothing from Pretty B. All right. Oh, um, quick question. So, all of the ghouls and the harvesters are dual natured, yeah? Yes. So, technically, I could sort of do everything in astral that I could physically being there. Yes. Nice. Yeah, you can interact with them entirely in Astral. I might stay in the car. <laughs> and you're not at risk for contracting HMHVV because yeah. uh, it can't be passed astrally. Only uh, permanent death. Only permanent death. <laughs> Great. Uh, yes. I, I don't tell you guys that this is my plan. I'm just going to sort of wave you goodbye as you guys are getting out of the car. <laughs> Um, I would like to forward all of the information on ghouls and uh, harvesters to Pretty Bee as well. Okay. Just sort of keeping him in the loop of the horrifying situation unfolding beneath Redmond. <laughs> Whether he wants to be or not. <laughs> cool. I'm going to call up my gunsmith contact. Uh, who's your gunsmith? Brutus. He's in Snohomish. He runs a legitimate gun store, does gunsmithing, and uh, does, a little, does a little stuff on the side. For Boomer. And you call him up? Yep. Hey, yo, Boomer. How's it going, man? Oh, right, how you doing, Brutus? So, uh, I got a favor to ask. Yeah. All right, so you've probably seen this in trids. 
Um, so this might sound a little ridiculous, but I need you to bear with me. Okay. Can you make silver bullets? I mean, I, I can some... get you silver bullets. I don't, I mean, yeah, silver bullets are a thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like Luke grew and harvesters and shit rampant in this world. <laughs> so, right. yeah, I mean, they're expensive, but they exist. All right, so... I might need to get a hold of some. Okay. How quickly? I don't have any in stock. How quick can you get them? Uh, I might know someone who might be able to sell me a couple uh, if you need them stat and not in my next shipment. Yeah, I, I do need them stat. What's Brutus's uh, loyalty and uh, connection? Connection four, loyalty two. Yeah, I... I uh, I can make a few phone calls. Uh, give me, give me a minute. I'll call you back. All right, thanks, mate. All right, and he hangs up. And a couple minutes pass. Um. Uh, he calls you back. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, I just needed to make a call, like I said. Uh, so silver bullets, yeah. How yeah. many are you wanting? Uh, I'd like a couple hundred, maybe two hundred. Should do the trick. For what kind of gun? That would be. The Yamaha Raiden. And, uh, you know what? Give me some shotgun shells, too, just uh, in case. I don't have any silver uh, silver shotgun shells available to me. Uh, I have a small amount of assault rifle rounds um, and a few more uh, pistol rounds. All right, I'll take what you got. So I have uh, available to me from, uh, from my guy, I have uh, 60... Assault rifle rounds, as well as uh, 75 pistol rounds. Sounds good. I'll take it. Do you want to know the price? I guess I might have to. Uh, You're looking at 7K. Oh. <clears throat> Told All you, right. man, this stuff isn't cheap. Okay, well, uh, uh, what about just the rifle? Just the rifle? Yeah. That's 32, uh, 3200 New Yen. Frag me. All right, what would it cost to have you reload some shotgun shells with some chunks of silver my, I happen to have? Like some silver flechette? Yeah. Eh, I wouldn't charge you too much for that if you provide the silver. Yeah, I can do that. No, I got the normal shells. going rate for service? Of course, of course. Yeah, bring them my way. I'll pack them for you. Oh, you're the man. All right. Thanks. Yep, see you when you get here. All right, I hang up. Frag. <laughs> Am I remembering correctly that I have an appointment with a tailor today? <laughs> uh, yes, you do. Well, you don't have an appointment with them. They said they would have some mock-ups for you when you came in next. All right. They're on the way to Boomer, yeah? Yeah. I'll head there. All right. Uh, you pop in. There's no one there for a second, and then you hear, like, a big loud clatter in the back, and then one of the trolls uh, comes walking through. It's Lockham. Uh, hello. Hello. How can I help you? Um, I don't know if you recall, I was here yesterday. Friend of Boomer's. Um, you said you would have some mock-ups for me to look at. And he looks at you kind of blankly for a second. Yeah. I, I remember you. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Tall, bum, bum, red. Boom, bum, bumble, bumbers. Close enough, yeah? Yeah. Uh... We we have your mock-ups ready. Can I see them? Uh, sure. Uh, grep. And uh, out of the back comes the female troll. 
and uh, she sees, oh, hello, Bumbles. <laughs> hello, crap. She's better with names than I am. Don't worry about it, man. It's all good. You're here for your mock cup? I am, yes. Uh, she uh, presses a, a button on the console, uh, the, you know, the register, for lack of a better word, and uh, a little AR display pops up. Uh, it's a, a, a mock-up of a bunch of different suits. They all look really great, and they all look like they would fit you perfectly. There's a maroon suit. There's a charcoal pinstripe. There's a slate uh, gray, kind of a lighter gray, um, all of them with a variants of uh, matching ties and dress shirts to go with if you want them. And then also uh, she kind of scrolls up a little bit and there's a, there's a vibrant uh, purple one that kind of has like a metallic sheen to it. Um, so like, you know, when you, like when you move, like it, it kind of has, uh, it's, uh, iridescent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she's like, this one's one I just did for fun. I love all of them. Which one would you like? Can I have all of them? Uh, yeah. If you want. I do want. Okay. Um. I have a question. Yes. I, I think Boomer mentioned his was somewhat armoured. Oh, yeah, we assumed we made them all armoured. All right, great. <laughs> Thank you. They're not exactly cheap. We designed these ones for you to only buy one. Sure. That's okay. Uh, what's it going to run me? I may buy them, you know, over time. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, they're 14,000 new yen each. All right. Um... Unfortunately, I cannot quite acquire one yet. I do love them. Great work. Uh, I am on a job right now. Um, I do suspect some of the windfall from this job uh, will go towards that purple suit there. You like the purple one? I do like it. I like it a lot. That makes me happy. <laughs> that makes me happy. We can start working on it for you. Please do. And and then when you have your wind that falls, you can come back and pay for it. I will. I promise you. I'm very excited. I'm excited too. No one ever wants the purple one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. They're all fools. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Uh... I will see you soon. And Grep is super happy and goes walking back and Lockham uh, gives you like a thumbs up and goes, we'll get right on it. I'll give him a thumbs up. Thank you. Bye, Broomba. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to Boomers. <laughs> yeah, and I'll pick up Boomer. Uh, yeah. So uh, you go to Boomers. You have some silverware. I, I grabbed all but a fork. And a knife <laughs> and a spoon. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to decide on that spoon there. <laughs> I think he was thinking about keeping some more spoons. <laughs> no, I was thinking, do I really need a spoon? That was my guess. Is soup food? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, uh, you pick him up. Is everyone else going on this adventure to the armor to get stuff? Sure. All right, you're all convening together, getting this stuff. and If they stop by... <laughs> uh, I don't know where Boomer's armor is. I don't know if it makes sense that I would have swung by a mouse if she hadn't 
asked me to. I just sort of assumed we were reconvening as a team, like it's the afternoon, like when we said we would all regroup. Sure. All right. Um, yeah, then I'll, uh, when we stop at the armorer, I will send Spot to pick up Mouse. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you pick up Boomer and Kashmir, you go up to Snohomish, it's a nice rural area. Um, Familiar. Yeah, you've been there before. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, do we pass by the road? The, the road that you, yeah, yeah, you drive by. Are the mocks still there? Yeah, they are. I sort of take a look and smile. All right, so you don't share anything? No. So, so, yeah, you drive by a familiar road with some uh, familiar scorch marks. Uh, (laughs) Wonder what happened here. Oh, I don't know. Probably something lovely. (laughs) Uh, Boomer Boomer gives him a look. (laughs) Brutus starts working on uh, smashing up all the silver and turning it into flechette for uh, for the shotgun. Um, At that, you know, in... In the time it takes Spot to navigate to docks to pick up Mouse, uh, yeah, uh, he he comes back and. Um, so is it sort of just a gun store? It is a gun store. I walk around and take a look. Well, you guys are in the stuff. back room right now. You came in through a back entrance. Oh, uh, you're the we... you're his shady clients. Oh goodness! It's a legitimate store, right? So if you want, like, he kind of like sizes you up when you're about to go out, and he's like, uh, just. Just uh, get, go around to the front and enter through the front. Just me? And he looks at, uh, he's like, well, you can do it too, to Bumbles. And, I'm not going anywhere. This is fascinating. Uh, then he then he's, uh, looks at, well, Mouse hasn't shown up yet. And then he's like, but uh, Boomer, you you know the protocol. Don't show your face. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not that ugly. Yeah, but you draw attention. I mostly sell like to hunters in Snowhomish. Like I don't. I don't want Shadowrunners cl- clouding up my business, but you look clean-cut enough. Sure. So, so I'm just sort of walking around the front of a gun store unsupervised then, yeah? Yes. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> what sort of stuff is in there? Oh, well, like, I mean, <laughs> there's employees. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was just him. No, 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 no. It's like okay. a... It's, it's like um. It's like the gun section at Walmart. Yeah, I was, I was going to say... Oh, with the, like, glass It's like a sporting case. goods uh, place. Oh, and then and there's, like, basically guns, right? Yeah, yeah. Guns and hunting equipment. anything interesting in that? <laughs> eh, just hunting guns and hunting equipment. I, I very nearly accidentally set off the uh, thing that launches clay pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't. Yeah, and uh, so he finishes it up. He's like, all right, uh, we'll call that uh, 250 new yen. Got a deal. All right. Um, I have a question, Brutus. Yeah. You have the the silver bullets here, yeah? I can get them here pretty quickly. Okay. What is your interest in um, extra explosive rounds? Uh, Are you talking to trade? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I could could exchange. Uh, It's not going to be a great exchange rate, you understand. I mean, what do you got, like 75 assault rifle rounds, you said, or 60? Uh, it was 60 assault rifle rounds. Um, what, 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 uh, what rate are you thinking? Uh, for every four rounds of extra explosive you give me, I will give you one round of silver bullets. That's rather high. Uh, what do you say two to one? Roll negotiation. <laughs> uh, that is four. I could do three to one. All right. I'll take, uh, 50. All right. Sounds good. And I'll give him the 150 unloaded extra explosive rounds. Sure. 
I can't believe we just saw Bumbles exchange away something with extra explosive in the name. (laughs) (laughs) I am pained, but half of them were already loaded into the castle. (laughs) Uh, How many, how many silver, do I just got one magazine's worth of? Uh, Well, I asked you how many, how much, what's the capacity of your shotgun? Five. Five? After all of the silver that uh, Bumbles brings to the table, um, you're able to get uh, 20 flechette rounds uh, that are silver. All right. Well, uh, not to be rude or anything, but y'all got to leave. Sure. Yeah. Um, has Spot returned with Mouse? Thanks, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spot, Spot about pulls up as you're making the exchange of explosive for silver. Does anyone know where we might buy... Some UV lights. Did, did you say UV lights? <laughs> yes, I did, actually. I have those. <laughs> All right. Can we have them? For, I mean, for a price, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, and that price is... Uh, well, hey, wait, you got, a, you got one of your teammates out there, right? Uh, yeah, Cashmere's in the front. Perfect. And he goes out the front. He's like, y'all wait here. And he walks up to you. Brutus comes uh, and uh, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at somebody and like, you don't hold it that way. <laughs> oh, it goes this way then? Yeah, unless you want to shoot off a finger. That's how you hold it. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. No, no problem. I mean, they're not loaded. They're display models. Oh, uh, sure. Of course. Uh, and he kind of looks around, makes sure no one's listening. Yeah, well, your friends tell me you're in the market for some UV lights. Uh, oh, yes. Yes, we are. Yeah, those are uh, over here in this section. Um, g- great. Let me take a look. And I, I sort of send a quick text message over the DNI. Uh, I need three rather small ones for the small drones and the three medium-sized ones for the rotor drones. And I DNI pick up some flashlights. And I guess any more, you know, you can get. Sure. All good. Um, so what are the prices like on these? For, uh, are there are there medium, small, and flashlights available? Uh, you get you get the idea that the flashlight ones can be reconfigured by Bumbles to <laughs> to be put on his drones. Um, so the larger ones uh, that would need to be put on the medium sized drones, um, those ones are going to be thirty five new yen each, and then uh, the uh, uh, the smaller ones are going to be uh, just thirty new yen each. Maybe get a few per medium sized drone. I would like to be able to cover a rather large radius in ultraviolet light. Oh, sure. Um, how many do you think that would... How many would you like? As many as you can get. Um, how many are there? Uh, there's six, uh, of the medium-sized ones and four flashlights. Only four? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's not a huge market for it. They basically just have, like, one display of the big ones, and then the smaller ones actually sell, so they only have four left at the moment. Oh, right. <laughs> um, oh, this looks like um, sort of the perfect amount. Yes, I guess we'll take all of these. Ask him if there's any weapon lights. Are there any weapon lights? I mean, there's mounts if you want to put the flashlights on. You can I have, like, a, an adapter. You can mount these flashlights to your gun, but I don't have any pre-made mounts. I, I guess we'll take a... A couple mounts. So he 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 pulls you uh, up to the counter and uh, uh, as we approach, I say, "So we can just go with um, whatever discount Boomer's negotiated with you." There's no discount for anything. Boomer's only been coming to me for a few months now. Oh, I'm sorry. I got, I was under the implication that 
this was rather uh, an establishment he'd like to return to more in the future. Yeah, uh, he's been, he doesn't really have that many options from what I understand. Well, I mean... What with the Russians and all? Oh, of course, those Russians. Uh, um, uh, I have no idea what he's talking about. No, you, you <laughs> um, don't, yeah. <laughs> but I go with things. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he's always talking about that other one he'd like to check out. Come again? <laughs> oh, n- nothing. He's just been telling me about this new superstore that's opening up, uh, sort of closer into town. What? <laughs> oh, have you not heard? Oh, it's massive. It's it's all over. Big, big selection, low prices. It's uh, it's supposed to be quite the quite the place. Opening up in a month or so, I believe. Go ahead and roll con. That's seven hits on con. Like hell, he's gonna change his business. You know how much ammunition that guy goes through? It's absurd. It's <laughs> yes, quiet. <laughs> and we've been going on more and more jobs lately, and he's just firing his guns like crazy. Look, uh, I was gonna charge you four hundred new yen for this, you know, retail. But uh, maybe, uh, maybe this this sale, I can swing uh, an employee discount for you, you know, and and you just let Boomer know. Oh, I'm sure he'll he'll love that. Yeah, return business, that yes. kind of thing. Yes, and Boomer is return and return and return. Yeah, business. I know. That's why I need him to keep coming here. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, it's going to cost you two hundred and eighty new yen. Okay, uh, that's that's seventy per person if everyone ships in. Ugh, but I'm so yeah, low on money. Oh wait, no, I chipped in my what? Like a hundred and seventy new yen on the discount. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> no, <laughs> Kashmir will not be contributing to this. Uh, so that's ninety three point three 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 repeating for the rest of you. <laughs> Thanks, Kashmir. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you know. I just sort of broadcast the price out. Like, oh, it'll be ninety three for each of us. I don't know if you know. We are directly non-interface <laughs> to you. We watch the whole thing. Yeah, I did pretty good, right? It was okay. <laughs> sure, okay. Uh, yeah, so you is guys... There, is there really a bigger store opening up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys pile on in spot. Um, you have uh, six medium flashlights uh, and four normal-sized flashlights, all of them with UV bulbs in them. And a bunch of silver assault rifle rounds for uh, Bumbles and a good amount of silver flechette rounds for Boomer's shotgun. Oh, um, Boomer, I've managed to secure you some sort of permanent employee discount there. Um, Yeah, I noticed. Thanks. Yeah. uh, If he asks, there's a larger gun store opening near town. Um, And also, he seems to hate Russians. Is that sort of a thing amongst... Gun people? Well, uh, well, normally you got your AK enthusiasts. Uh, they love Russian shit. Of course. But you AK. see, there's uh, <clears throat> some of us who have not gotten along with Russians lately, and that's a story for another time. Oh, there's a story. I'd love to hear it sometime. Sure. Another time. Uh, great. Yes. Um, sure. Eight Ks. Um... <laughs> All right, so you're all in spot. Uh, it doesn't. If you're trying to put some of those flashlights on your drones, bumbles, it doesn't take you any time at all. Uh, right, this is sort of you know, I do this in my sleep. Right. Um, I've also got two weapon mounts. Can I have one? Or 
not a weapon. I guess I just wanted. To, never mind. I don't need one. Uh, are you sure you could put one on your sword or something? Well, I'm. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned. Is there any way we can uh, plant some sort of uh, repeaters throughout the tunnels so you can stay well, in the van? Well, not about that. Um, oh. I mean, whatever. But <laughs> no, I'm more concerned about what if the drones go down? Because he's really fast. And there's the potential for him to knock out a drone and then take out our UV lights. I, uh, I huddle Red Leader close to me. And I'm sorry, <laughs> don't worry. I won't let that happen. <laughs> and so if what? that happens, then we don't have the UV lights. And then our advantage is less advantagey. So, um... But what did you say? We had six of the medium-sized ones yep. and four flashlights. Yep. So here's what I was thinking. I can put, um... The flashlights on the smaller drones, you said. Uh, yeah, if you wanted. All right, so well, one. I for, one on me rifle. One for each of them, and they can sort of face outward from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got six uh, left of the medium-sized ones. Um, how hard would that be to sort of just sort of make a strap and wear it on your chest? For you, not that hard. <laughs> All right. Um, so put a couple medium-sized ones on the drones so we can create a perimeter around us. Maybe one on the back of a drone facing us so we're, you know, getting a tan and also <laughs> not being mauled to death. Um, and then that leaves us with two medium-sized ones that someone can hold personally. I mean, as long as it's covered, I was just concerned that if somebody gets to, like, but say there's, like, a whole bunch of ghouls and, like, one of them hides behind the other one and they, like, pop out and knock it down and they're like, oh, no. And so then what if, like, it gets knocked down and then we're, like, out? Like, if you have, if people have one to hold, then, like, in addition to the ones that are, like, static around us then we'll have them like with us too so if it gets knocked out we can't pick it back up then we have like one like i don't know like on like a like a tactical one on like your shoulder or something so you mean so, like, like a flashlight yes yeah. like, like um, what i want to put on my rifle yeah right like we could um boomer could have a flashlight one on his gun and you could uh you could you mount a flashlight to your arm yeah oh that would be ripper so you're saying th- you're saying uh one medium light on each of your rotor drones. So that's three medium lights down. Correct. Uh, and then you have three medium lights remaining. One goes to mouse on to put like on her shoulder or on her yeah, forearm like, or something. Like, like right here. Yeah, you just like make oh, your... one of the medium lights goes to her? Yeah. Oh, well then, perfect. And, and then, then you have two medium lights remaining. I don't know what you want to do with those, but as far as the four flashlights go, you were saying three of those four flashlights on three of your noisquitos. Well, the two, the two noisquitos and the flyspy. Oh. Oh, it's the flyspy is too small. Oh, all right. Then uh, we have two flashlights. Okay, so there. so your, no, your two noisquitos each get a, a, a small flashlight, and then uh, you have two remaining flashlights, one of which is going on Boomer's gun, and then we have an extra flashlight, and... Which could go you on can... Boomer's other gun. <laughs> Or well, you can yeah, you take it shotgun. just in case, uh, Bumbles. Uh, so to recap, there's one small flashlight and two medium flashlights unaccounted for. So if you took one, Bumbles, and then you could attach the other two medium ones to two of your bigger drones and have sort of omnidirectional lighting. 
Right, if no one would like the remaining medium lights, I could would prefer I, to put them on drones. Could I could I make like like a like a kit for it like for people to wear the medium ones if they wanted? Yeah, I mean, Bumbles uh, asked that earlier. Yeah, you could oh. make a bondolier and like have a medium light with a battery pack still hanging to. Yeah, so get a helmet and put it on the helmet. Well, we don't have a helmet. Well, we gotta go get one because we're going underground and it's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I personally don't need a light. Um, how hard would it be to uh, fasten the flashlight to my ballistic mask? Like just in the forehead? Uh, you know, on top, forehead, whatever. With Mouse's help, you might be able to figure it out. That's an armor roll. All right. I'll do that. Okay, so I'll just, I'm going to attach mine to my right shoulder. Okay. And then I will try and attach uh, Bumbles to his helmet. His ballistic mask on the forehead. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will make a bandolier for Boomer. Cool. Uh, what's your armor skill? I know your cyber tech is 12, so with that, it's very easy for you to attach a light Seven. to your shoulder. Seven for okay. Just roll one test, and that will kind of determine how well all of this goes. Oh, I'm pretty sure it'll be fine. Two. That's all you needed. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. It, I mean, like, yeah. So <laughs> it was it was a one until like the very last. It was like <laughs> one five. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, it, on the drive towards Redmond, it's in the back of the car. It's very easy for you to just be like, and like use like Bumble's tools to like attach uh, a flashlight to your cybernetic shoulder. Um, and then Bumble's, you're working on getting all the flashlights on your drones. And, uh, uh, and Mouse, you get the flashlight working on Bumble's ballistic mask forehead and also a bondolier for Boomer. Is that what I heard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, yeah, then Boomer, you get like a, a a little strap to put across your chest with like a flashlight right in the center of your chest. So if I'm counting right, that leaves one medium light unaccounted for. Yes. All right. I'll put a second medium light on Red Leader. Okay. Red Facing leader's, the other direction. Red Leader's got a front and a back. It would be good to have light on both sides. Do you need help with your um, gun thingies? <laughs> Boomer? Oh, I got it. Thanks. Okay. Do you, you have just a, do you have just a little armor? Yeah. <laughs> no. What's your logic? My logic's two. I can't mount a flashlight on my rifle. Roll a die for me. <laughs> I got a three. <laughs> okay, you're fine. You get it on there. What? Oh, it's just so I don't like break it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm an Oni. I'm assume I break everything. Um, Sometimes you're right. <laughs> so you guys are driving up to Redmond now with your... We have some time, right? Uh, at this point, it's about four in the afternoon. Okay. How long will it take to remove the front-mounted heavy machine gun from spot so that <laughs> Boomer can carry it? Uh, that's, yeah, um... I mean, not as a first resort, but <laughs> if we do need to fire a large amount of high explosive rounds very quickly, I would like the option. So you pull up to uh, Redmond. Are you guys going in the same uh, like gutter that you 
went in before with the drones to follow Robert. It's the one that we know. Yeah, right. unless anyone else has a better idea. Yeah, and, we have and, sort of a, and Bumbles um, can remember the path to it. Yes. So you guys pull up to that same spot. Bumbles, you hop out of the car, you pop up the uh, machine gun, and you start working on it. Roll uh, your armor. Uh, Mouse, you can actually assist since you... All right, yeah. Mouse, can you uh, help me with this? Wouldn't I be the main person You should be the lead, technically. Okay. I will uh, supervise so you you don't hurt Spot, but I sort of just, you know, I don't worry about the guns. They usually just work. Uh, Oh, roll with a plus two because you, you set this up so you know a little bit better. I do not help at all. Okay. Uh, Mouse, you don't get any bonuses. <laughs> so go ahead and roll. Uh-oh. Three. Three? Three. Okay. So uh, Bumbles uh, kind of puts up the truck and is like, D- are you sure you, you want to put pull that there? That could be bad for Spot. And you're like, no, it's fine. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he freaks out a little bit because he thinks you're going to hurt Spot because you are you just kind of go in there uh, confidently and start, like, pulling things. He's like, wait, oh, wait, I'm not sure if... Oh, God. <laughs> are you okay, Spot? Bark once for I'm okay. Arf! <laughs> All right. Um, but he's not of much help because he's too busy worrying about Spot. Uh, but you just, uh, you know, ching, ching, ching. And then uh, the machine gun uh, kind of drops off of its mount. Oh, my God. And you catch it in your mechanical arm. <laughs> <laughs> and then you walk over to Boomer with this gun that's about as big as you are. In your I'm making arm. a slight serpentine pattern as I try to, like, adjust for the weight. <laughs> 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 like... Three steps forward and then like one to the side. Yeah, <laughs> corks correct and. Oh, yeah. is that what you're packing? Um, it's for you. Do you want? You should take. It's heavy. <laughs> Boomer grabs it in one <sighs> hand. <sighs> uh, you now possess an Ultramax HMG two. Um, I would like it back when we get out of here. Uh, you got a uh, got a strap for it? No. A sling. It's for the car. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rip out a seatbelt. Yeah. Uh, Bumbles, uh, go ahead and roll a, a automotive mechanic with plus two because you are jerry-rigging a, uh, a strap for <laughs> Boomer. I'm just saying it's going to be a lot easier to recover if it's strapped to me. Uh, that is four. Boomer, uh, he, he reaches back, pulls out uh, a seatbelt, ta- attaches it to the uh, gun. Uh, you now have a short-time jerry-rigged use uh, sling for this heavy machine gun, or light machine gun. Oh, uh, I, cannot, I owe you a I, drink or three, mate. I cannot stress enough how careful you should be with this piece of machinery. All of the rounds inside are very explosive. <laughs> Boomer Boomer runs his hand along the length of it. Oh, don't you worry about that, mate. And I turn to Mouse and I say, Please, for the love of God, do not let that gun get hacked. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't know how many hackers they've got down there. Probably not that many. Sure. Probably all not. Them, all of them are hackers. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to stress... How very, very bad it would be for us were that gun to be hacked. <laughs> so with all this, you guys are kind of huddled around the car. Uh, Boomer is uh, armed to the teeth. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he's going to have a little bit of trouble fitting through the gutter, but he'll make it. It's a big... <laughs> it's... I could help. 
Um, and yeah, uh, Bumbles. Uh, who all? Who else going into the sewer? Uh, Bumbles is. Oh shoot! There's too much noise. What time is it? Uh, it's getting a. At this point, it's like five five thirty. Why wouldn't we do this during, like, early in the day? Because you guys had to sleep. Yes, but we could, we could go in at, at like ten in the morning. No, we're going now. Well, Nobody else. Then if we're chased out of the gutters, we would not be able to be chased. And then that means there's a couple left on the surface by the time we're done. Oh, your goal is to kill all of them. You can't kill all the ghouls, like, ever. There's well, going to the... always be some. Well, we... well, not with that attitude. I was going to say, I have built some rather large bombs in the past. <laughs> that on. makes no sense, because you, you want to, what, like, set off a nuke underneath Redmond? I, I object. Well, not a nuke per se, but... I object. Okay. We're not doing it that way. We're going now. Nobody else is going to die. I think we'll have enough time and before they Mouse start crawling out. begins to break down a little bit. Oh, well, let's not do that before scary... I'm going, tunnel. and you're not stopping me this time. Well, uh, and I slide into the gutter. I've been sort of standing in the doorway with, like, holding the door open. As they're sort of outside the car, I say, "All right, guys. Well, um, good luck down there. Stay safe." Uh, and Wait, I start what? to head into the car. I'm Wait, not, you're not going down there with us? Um, j- just one second. Uh, if you could please make sure that the car is safe. And I uh, go in and I shut the door. Uh, um, whatever. We'll we'll wait for him. All right. Uh, I take out my unloaded useless pistol. Can I trade you for your gun? Oh, um... You seemed rather fond of the unloaded one. For a, for a bit, maybe. I <laughs> I might learn how to use a gun sometime in the future. Okay, and I'll hand you mine and, like, I'm already grabbing yours. Oh, yes. No, go ahead. Um, Just try to return it in good condition, I guess. It needs to... We'll all get some scars on it. Are you coming? It. Uh, no, I'm going to count to ten, and then I'm going. Uh, Okay, good luck. (laughs) And I I pull the ballistic mask down. It's rather intimidating. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, as I shut the door, I say, Spot, keep him safe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I head into the sewer with my drones. I I lay down in in the med bay and project. All right, you actually project uh, while laying in the med bay. You're, uh, You're... Consciousness leaves your body. You float through the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so from Astral, I can only cast uh, mana spells. Correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, and you kind of float in Astral behind the team as they climb into the sewer. I um, manifest with the gang. Okay. So you guys are walking. Circle. You get in the sewer, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a little shimmer in the air. Can I talk? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, there's a little shimmer in the air, and then the form of uh, Kashmir kind of floating next to you guys appears. Uh, with a katana in hand. What the frig? Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, hi. Oh, sorry. One second, guys. If you could just hold up for a second. Um, uh, Eraga, Kiraga. And uh, in astral space, Kashmir, you see uh, a whirl of energy as both uh, your air spirit and your plant spirit uh, mm-hmm. appear next to you. Uh, Eraga in the form of a 
crane made out of thunder and lightning and uh, Kuraga in the form of like a floating uh, orb of like lotus petals. Yeah. Uh, and do you tell them to materialize or? Uh, yes, to the meat space. Sure. So, uh, so then next, see what's going on. Yeah, next combat. to um, uh, he, you hear him say Araga, Kiraga, and then there's a slight pause, and then uh, next to him, both of these uh, spirits uh, materialize into the physical plane. Hi guys. Um. Oh, meet the team. How rude of me. Uh, this is um Araga, and this is Kiraga. Uh. I did Hello? not. I did not know you could make drones with magic. <laughs> oh, they're not drones. They're uh, spirits. They're so cute. Yes, I, they're quite I friendly. hold out my arm. Uh, Eraga lands on your arm. Oh. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Kashmir <laughs> is beyond pleased. He's just beaming ear to ear. Boomer, look how cute he is. All right, all right, get me down. Oh, look how cute he is. As uh, as lotus petals kind of drift and fall on Boomer's shoulders and on his head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I kick on the UV lights yeah. on the drones immediately. I, I kick on my UV lights and I say over DNA, "All right, let's use this from now on. It's going to be a lot quieter." Can I hear them through the DNA? No. No. Oh, Fred. <laughs> you might know that you're pretty experienced, Boomer. We'll go ahead and say that you know that uh, that. If a mage were actually perceiving or actually projecting that they wouldn't be able to hear any technological uh, talking. So you, you at least know that much. I mouth to him, DNI. Oh, and you then... guys are doing DNI. Cool. I won't be able to communicate with you, really. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys start walking. Uh, Bumbles. Oh, I guess we're just. Okay, uh, just let me know if there's something I need to know, I suppose. Um, uh, go team. <laughs> so you're kind of floating behind them. Uh, uh, I'll pull up. A, oh, wait, can he see that? He can't see technology. He can't see tech. So, like, even if AR I... AR displays mean nothing AR. to him. Okay. <laughs> I'm sort of whisper chatting with my spirits. <laughs> um, I would have the... Uh, how wide is the sewer? Uh, sewer. So basically, um, in the center, there's a, a lane of, uh, some, it's not like rushing water because it's pretty shallow. Um, it'd be like knee high, like fast moving, like shit water and, mm-hmm. and, you know, sewage, uh, going down the middle. Uh, you guys came down, uh, and there's a walkway on one side of the sewage water and a walkway on the other side of the sewage water. And every once in a while, you know, this from having scouted this with your drones, every once in a while there is like, a, a like catwalk between the two walkways if you were if you needed to cross uh without going through sewage okay um but like how wide across is it somewhere between 10 to 15 feet wide okay if we're all along the one side Mm -hmm. um red leaders is going to go in front at a 45 degree angle from him uh we'll have a noise skeeto uh at a 90 degree angle from red leader another rotor drone Another 45 degrees, a Noisquito, and then behind us, a Rotodrone. So basically like a 180 uh, right. semi-circle with the wall, with the on, wall on, on, your, on your right side. Okay. Um, yeah. And so the drones kind of make a perimeter around you guys, and uh, you start walking Bumbles. You're either leading or directing. Um, I need you to roll navigation for me. All right. Uh, at a... Or... No, you're not doing this with navigation. You're doing this with memory. The drones know the path they took. You could repro, yeah, yeah. You could tell the drones to take the lead, sure. Yeah, I mean, red leader, 
Lead the way. Of course, Bumbles. And, uh, yeah, so you guys kind of stick with the drones. Uh, you're going down some paths. Uh, uh, it gets a little, like, every time you, like, hit a, a corner, basically, the drones, like, kind of sit for a second and, like, calculate because they have to, like, confer with each other because they all split up. And then, you know, the hive mind figures out which way is the right way to go. <laughs> um, and I've uh, sort of quietly filled in my spirits on the um, the situation and the ghouls and the harvester and to keep the harvester away from me, please, <laughs> for the love of God, for the love of all gods, for the love of everything that is and everything that will be, <laughs> keep that thing away from me. Uh, Kiraga swirls around uh, from your feet up over your head and then like lands softly on your shoulders as a bunch of flat, uh, lotus petals. It's very calming. <laughs> it helps a lot. Um, you guys keep going. I need everyone to roll stealth except for Kashmir, who is an astral. So uh, you don't... Astral stealth. There's, yeah, there's not really <laughs> astral stealth. Sneaking. Yeah, sneaking. Is this urban sneaking? It is urban sneaking because you are in a sewer. <laughs> I hit my limit. <laughs> uh, eight. That's a three for Bumbles. Three for me as well. Stealthy Oni is stealthy. The path of the unseen Oni. You guys are moving along. You feel like you're getting kind of close to your your little ways away from uh, where uh, you ran into uh, Robert. Um, and uh, there's uh, I need everyone to roll uh, audio perception for me. Oh. I was about to ask if I could matrix perceive anything. Like, like, can, okay, so yeah, you just roll matrix perception while everyone else rolls audio perception. Because you're focusing on that. All right, what did everyone get for audio perception? Boom, I got three. I got three. Bumble's got a four. And uh, you're, for your matrix perception, mouse? Yeah, I hit my limit at six. At six? Um... Okay, uh, so you guys are walking along. Uh, Mouse, you scan the matrix. Uh, you do pick up uh, a very, very faint signal in the sewer with you. Okay. Um, it seems like it's it's kind of hard to see. Uh, you, that was a matrix perception. Yeah. Uh, you pick it up as a uh, as a jammer. And now I need everyone to roll a surprise test, which is reaction plus intuition. Do my wired reflexes affect this? Uh, if whatever your reaction is after your wide reflexes, yes. Well, for my great stealth roll, I had uh, crappy listening and surprise roll. Uh, Boomer, what did you get for your surprise test? Two. Okay. Uh, Kashmir, what did you get for your surprise test? I got five hits. Whew. Right? <laughs> You're good in the astral. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Bumble's got five as well. Okay. Uh, Mouse, what did you get for yours? Seven. Okay. So uh, this is great. This is so great. So um, <laughs> from a uh, uh, crack in the, uh, in the concrete above, uh, drop two ghouls, and they both land right on Boomer, who didn't see it coming. <laughs> they are bathed in ultraviolet light yes. from the rear-facing mounted light on Red Leader. Yes. Uh, as well as as soon as they touch Boomer, if they're at all in his front half, he has uh, a flashlight on his chest. And on my rifle. And as soon as Bumbles hears it and turns to look at what happened. (laughs) So the rest of you kind of see this happening, and now I need everyone to roll initiative. Boomer, you will be 
minus you will be taking a minus ten penalty to your initiative. Oof. Oh, Cashmere, what's your initiative? Uh, my initiative is twenty-one. Uh, Bumbles, twenty-four. Mouse, eleven, and I immediately go into full defense for one. Well, you don't have to yet. <laughs> you can wait until something comes. I rolled at you. three ones. Oh God, <laughs> Boomer, what's your initiative? Twelve. That's after the minus ten, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Kashmir, what about your spirits? What are their initiative? Uh, for Aroga, it's twenty-one. And for Kiraga, it's twenty-one. You and your spirits are all going at twenty-one. We're totally insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so first up is Bumbles. All right. Uh, is there a way for my drones to shoot the ghouls without shooting Boomer? Yes. They take a negative penalty, but they can they can shoot into a melee suit. All yeah. right. Boomer looks kind of hearty. <laughs> um, shoot him! Shoot him! Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, shoot the ghouls, please. Shoot the ghouls, please. Now, shoot them. Shoot all right, them, so you them. send the command. Uh, all of the drones go whoosh and, like, flip around to look at you guys. And the three roto drones uh, from three different angles all fire at the same time at one of the ghouls. Uh, and what is the penalty on that? Uh, it's going to be a minus three. All right. That is seven hits. Okay. Okay, uh, you hit. Oh, wait, that, are, are they shooting the silver bullets? No, they wouldn't be if these weren't the harvesters. Okay, so you didn't load in silver bullets to one of them? Uh, I guess I did. Yeah, it's, okay. like, belt, it's like belt-fed ammunition. Could I have put them at the end of the belt? Yeah, you oh, could have. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, they go, bah, 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 and one of the ones that's like got its arms around uh, Boomer's uh, neck gets uh, strafed across the back and like lets out like a uh, like, uh, but it's still active and trying to claw at Boomer. Cashmere, uh, you and your spirits are all up. <laughs> yeah, I'll just toss a stun bolt out there. Okay. Uh, at the ghoul that was uh, hit by Bumbles, or the ghoul uh, that has not been hit yet. Uh, I'll do the other one. Okay, so the ghoul that's kind of at, like, uh, Boomer's waist, like, kind of clawing at his, uh, his stomach. Uh, you point your hand and shoot out a stun bolt in the astral space. Yep. What force are you casting it at? I'll cast it at six. Okay. That's all six hits. Damn, sister! Uh, <laughs> Go ahead and roll your drain for that. Mm -hmm. I resist it. Uh, you resist it all? Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of, uh, you turn, you see this going on, you're like, oh! And uh, you uh, point your, your finger, and a stun bolt shoots out an astral, um, and the one that is trying to claw, like, kind of drop next to Boomer and, like, wrapped around his waist, uh, just goes flying back and is unconscious. Yeah. Completely unconscious. Went into, went into physical damage with that one. <laughs> uh, blood shoots out of its nose. Uh, um, and uh, and then at that point, um, Eraga and Kuraga uh, all uh, both just go whoosh and like fly over your astral form uh, towards uh, uh, Boomer. 
and uh, Boomer, you're sitting there and you're you're still trying to figure out like this has been like a millisecond and you are completely caught off guard and you get smacked in the face with all this like astral energy of like uh, electricity and like these like lotus petals that suddenly aren't soft or more like razor sharp uh, and uh, there's just this big like. Uh, screech and whatever had its hands clawed into your face that you were just trying to like rip the hands off of your face uh, goes flying off of you and uh, into the sewer water and uh, you guys all saw uh, the rest of you who aren't Boomer um, you saw as uh, Eraga grabbed the thing with uh, his uh, his talons and picked it up and basically the whole time this whirlwind of leaves uh, shredded the thing um, uh, take took off one of the limbs uh, and then just like dropped the dead body into the uh, into the sewers, and just goes it just goes whoosh <laughs> down, uh, and then they both return next to. Uh, uh, ne- Are you still manifested? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So next to Cashmere, uh, who is floating there, uh, kind of transparent. <laughs> um, ah! <laughs> well done, you guys. Uh, Good job. Boomer is standing there, very confused. What the frag just happened? And you look down, you see the uh, stunned ghoul. Um, it's still breathing. It's got uh, some blood trickling down its face, but it's still breathing. I kind of look up at the rest of the guys and look back down, and uh, I pull out my pistol and... Wait, wait. Kinda... I have an idea. Okay. Could I potentially mind probe this to figure out more about sort of the layout or the, the ghoul lair, as it were? You could. You've never gone into the mind of a feral animal before, but... Oh boy. <laughs> I, I put I'm not my... sure that's a good idea, but I guess I'll give it a shot. Okay. I'll give it a try. I holster my pistol and put my foot on the thing's throat to keep it down. Uh, the drones uh, resume the defensive perimeter. Okay. I'll cast the sense uh, force three. Or three hits. Three hits. So you kind of float down next to it and uh, hover your astral hand above uh, its forehead and uh, you close your eyes and you just get flashes. Um, There's not much. You feel a lot of anger and fear uh, and you feel this red hot sensation that starts at your chest and just like racks your entire nervous system and like it's like it's almost like you just like got like 140 degree fever like you're just like uh, if you were in your like your physical body is over is up in the car like sweating suddenly uh, and you feel all of this uh, you see flashes of gore and uh, six ghouls ripping the gut out of someone. Uh, you see the harvester like taking the head off of a ghoul. Just very quick flashes of gore and and blood and like just this hot anger sensation that like is like almost blocks out all other thoughts and emotions. And uh, then the then you you know you pull back and that's all you get. Nope, kill it, Boomer. Kill kill this, please. Uh, kill kill this thing, Boomer. Uh, and I walk back to the like safety of my spirits, and I like have my plant spirit sort of surround me, and I like have the air spirit on my shoulders, just as sort of like a spirit blanket. Yeah, <laughs> the lotus petals kind of wrap around your neck, and kind of <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the feathers kind of lay on your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, Bo- Boomer's still very confused. He sees him walk over, and then walk away very disturbed. He shrugs, pulls out his pistol, and domes the ghoul real quick. Yep. Uh, it's silenced, right? Yeah. Yep. Just 
and uh, red paste where the ghoul's head was, <laughs> and uh, that's where we'll end tonight's session. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions, all rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.